Good evening, Alex. Are you here? I'm here. Hi, Alex. What is new? So you're home, so we can start with the where in the world is Alex Clark portion of the <laughs> update. Um, so for the week of <clears throat> 3-31-2017, welcome to the CASA update. What is new and exciting this week, Alex? Um, well, as as you said, I am I am home in beautiful, scenic New Jersey. <laughs> um, yes. <clears throat> It's rainy. it's rainy and crappy here. Uh, Same here. Spring is right around the corner. Um, but last week at this time, I was in Atlanta and um, getting ready for uh, the Vapor Showcase. And uh, it was a good, it was a good show. It was a good time. Uh, the awesome. Vapor Showcase always puts on a pretty high quality event. And um, the the advocacy portion of the show was way toned down from events they've done in the past. Um, huh. At previous events, they usually have a dinner after um, the first day and right. it's catered and there's a panel of speakers. But uh, I think this time they were, they were kind of having trouble, you know, dedicating the time to, you know, round everybody up and get a good quality of, you know, group of people. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, that was not the focus of this event, but we were still okay. able to, uh, myself and Amy McCann from uh, Safada did a, mm -hmm. a quick panel on the first day. Uh, okay. and, and it was, it was, it was a good discussion. Um, uh, Rod, I just know him as Rod. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a great guy, a lot of energy, and uh, he, he makes a great MC. So he kind of directed the conversation a bit, and it went went really well. Um, nice. and, and there were some good questions from the group that were there. Um, okay. So uh, we we did you know get to speak to people, and um, and yeah, it was a good time. I also took the opportunity to um, gather up uh, kind of so for, for anybody that was paying attention, uh, I guess it was early last week, right. or I can't remember what week it was. I can't sure. believe it's been a week since I was in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we, we had put together an engagement that we were, were hoping to get out to vapor shops all over the uh -huh. place. And I know that, um, I know that VTA has been helping get the word out and uh, Safada as well getting uh these sort of it's it's, it's a partially pre-written letter and then a lot right. of blank space for people to include their personal stories yes and so i took the opportunity at uh vapor showcase to collect these stories from people and actually i, I had some help from um one of amy mccann's um i, I think she's an employee uh she is, was very good about walking around and actually getting people you know, first to kind of come into the booth and sit down and write, and then she yes. kind of walked around and gathered up a bunch. So I have, I'm pretty sure I have over a hundred letters here nice. um, that I'm going to be sending off uh, early next week uh, to uh, Secretary Price. But we got a lot of really good, you know, handwritten stories. Um, and, and I have to say, probably the simplest and most direct one is um, I want to live longer for my children, please. Um, which I thought was, was put a nice wow. kind of cap on things. Yeah, just yes. a very simple statement. Um, 
and so, but there were some others, there were some people that, you know, were diagnosed with pretty serious illnesses that, um, you know, because they switched to vaping, their, their symptoms went away and they were able to get off of medication. Um, so just, you know, the, the stuff that you would expect from vapors, which is, um, you know, it's kind of mind blowing that we don't <clears throat> have this kind of this thing nipped in the bud yet. Um, <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, I, I'll be putting that in a package. I'll be posting that up on our site, um, okay. you know, showing people what we're sending off to price and also as a way so that, you know, the vendors that are out there that are collecting these testimonials from their customers right. kind of have a reference for how to send this in to Secretary Price. Um, so that's, that's still something that's ongoing and um, it, it's still, you know, a good, um, you know, we've been talking for a while now that, you know, this is a potential, um, this is, this is a, a possible pathway to, to getting things fixed is, right. is working through the administration, working through secretary price, um, and getting HHS to, to, you know, delay the regulations, exactly. um, you know, kind of dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we're going to continue, um, with that effort and encourage everybody else to, to do that. Nice. Um, the other thing, and I, I have to mention these things side by side because okay. they're, both, they're both very important and, and you're gonna hear more about this on Monday from us and have probably already seen a few things floating around um, in, the, in the past day or so uh, on social media. Um, the Cole Bishop Amendment uh, and I want to make the distinction between the amendment and the bill. So okay. right now we're talking about the Cole Bishop Amendment, which was uh, it's been part of the, the agricultural appropriations bill since last year. Um, that appropriations bill, including the Cole Bishop Amendment, is uh, going to be. I, I I'm going to get I'm going to botch this because. Uh, the, the whole budget process is, is, is not really my wheelhouse, but right. <clears throat> all of the appropriations bills are being submitted this weekend. And okay. we, are, we are in with that group. Okay. And this is then going to go on to, I believe, the Senate. So all right. there is going to be a concerted effort, excuse me, mm -hmm. coming up starting Monday. We're going to send this out, but you know, might as well talk about it. It's the weekend. Okay. Yeah. People do open rates for emails are pretty weak on Friday oh, yeah. afternoon and into the weekend. So sure. in order to in order to reach as many people and activate as many people, we're gonna wait until Monday and, and okay. really push on this. Okay. Um, but uh, the effort will be to send emails, make phone calls, urge your congress members to support the Cole Bishop Amendment okay. and uh, and make sure that it stays in the budget Maybe. bill. Sure. Um, and as an added bonus, to publicly demonstrate their support for the bill, they can sign on as a co-sponsor to HR 1136. <laughs> so, and we, we have a, kind of a, a brief window to get this done. We've got like the first two weeks in April and then Congress is in recess. Uh, people will be returning to the districts. Um, and, but uh, all of this needs to be, this, this whole budget thing needs to be wrapped up by the end of April. So. Um, there's going to be kind of a full court press here to get that included, and um, this is this is one of those important things that we need. If we can we can get that predicate date changed, um, that, that's a very important first step. So, um, 
and I, I mentioned those two things together because, you know, I think we're all very conscious of, of things that happened last year where there seemed to be um, kind of competing strategies. And, um, you know, even though from, from where, from where I'm yeah. sitting, there, there wasn't really competing strategies. Um, it was, you know, just that uh, I think it got communicated in weird ways. Um, okay. th th these are not, these are not competing strategies. These are okay. certainly slightly different. These are different approaches, but um, I, I think both of them are valuable and we're, you know, trying to urge people to engage in both of these efforts. So, um, so yeah, uh, we're going to continue sending messages to Secretary Price and we're going to start urging congressmen, um, well, not really start, but uh, full court press. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> on on the Cold Bishop language. So sure. um, that's what's going on next week. All right. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, um, uh, sorry, I'm looking at a text message. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the other stuff that happened this past week, um, we had a Tobacco 21 bill go to a committee hearing in Texas. Uh, that's House Bill 1908, and um, uh, this is something that we, Casa has been sort of following this for the past um, month or so uh, since it was introduced, and uh, you know it's been sort of waiting for updates and word on when this is going to, um, you know, actually start moving. Um, and Texas is this is another one of those things that if people remember uh, SB 97 that enacted some some regulations on the industry there. Um, uh, that was a bill that, that there was like seven different versions or seven, not, not really different, but there were seven versions of that bill that were introduced. Tobacco 21 is the same way. There's like five, five different sponsors of Tobacco 21 legislation in Texas. Okay. And, um, so this is the one that, that, that moved, uh, this, this week. Okay. And, uh, I, I was actually watching the, the hearing earlier today, um, okay. But uh, the result was that the bill has been left pending in that committee. I believe it's the Public Health Committee. Um, and so it's not dead. It's, it's still very much something deserving of people's energy and focus. Um, and I, as, I, as far as I know, people are still you know, talking with lawmakers about this bill. Um, but uh, it's kind of a good sign that you know, there was enough opposition to this and I think people have, have put a, enough effort into into this that mm -hmm. that the committee decided to to kind of take their time with it. So um, that's that's good news. Yes. Oh God, what else happened? <laughs> um, you you need like a, a a legislation tree you can follow from day to day. You know. I thought. I thought you were about to say I needed to hire a legislative coordinator. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. You need, well, I mean, isn't that your background? Yeah, that is my immediate background. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. No, nobody else wants to do it either. So don't feel <laughs> <Sorry>. too bad. <laughs> um, the other thing is... Uh, and I, I apologize for not being completely up to date on this, but I am seeing people still urging uh, phone calls to uh, Governor Cuomo in right. New York. I believe 
today was the deadline to have New York State's budget all finalized. But I saw an article this morning. Mm -hmm. um, I, I believe the governor or the governor's office had come out and said that they were they weren't going to hit the deadline. Um, okay. And you know, this tax on vapor products is still in there, right. uh, and, and and we really need to get it removed. Also, um, the prohibiting indoor use is, is still in the in the budget. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, our uh, uh, us and the New York State Vapor Association and people have been reaching out and saying, you know, here's the governor's phone number. Give him a call. <clears throat> and tell them to remove the vapor language from the budget. So if you live in New York, um, that is the uh, engagement. And uh, I think I did this last week, but it bears repeating. Um, right. Governor, Governor Cuomo's phone number, if you ever get a pen, uh, is area code 518-474-8390. And your talking points are simple. Take vapor out of the budget. Thank you very much. Um, feel free to say, you know, vapor saved your life as well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then just not really moments ago, but earlier this evening, but today, um, I sent out an email to folks in New Mexico, and we'll have something a bit more organized for Monday. Okay. Um, there is an indoor use ban that made it through the legislature and is headed to the governor's desk. Um, as far as I know, uh, Governor Martinez is uh, uh, kind of has a reputation for um, halting over government overreach, government overregulation. Okay. And so from what I understand, we sort of have a friend in, in the governor okay. and uh, she, she may be very supportive of vetoing this bill, uh, but she needs to hear from people in New Mexico. So I sent an email out today to people in New Mexico with her phone number, urging people mm -hmm. to call. I, I don't know if they have voicemail set up right. in, the, in the governor's office. Sometimes they don't, um, but if you get that open it, give it a call, give the phone number a call uh, this weekend, uh, leave mm -hmm. a message, and then we'll be following up on Monday uh, okay. you know, with an email campaign to okay. uh, urge the governor to veto the bill. Sure. Um, and you know, if there's enough, if there's enough people writing and calling and urging her to veto, uh, there's a good chance that it, it won't, it won't, the bill won't survive uh, you know, an attempt to, to override her veto. Um, awesome. So that's, that's the effort there. Looking forward to next week. Um, I do know that the budget in Ohio is headed to the Finance Committee on Wednesday the 5th. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it back out to Columbus for that. There's a lot going on next week. Um, and that actually, because it's Columbus, I, I don't know why Columbus is so expensive and difficult to get to. It's a major mm -hmm. city. It's a capital mm -hmm. city. I, I don't get it. Um, mm -hmm. But it is actually very expensive for me to go there. Um, and, and we do have a lot going on. So um, I may not be able to make it out there, but uh, there is. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the vapor tax is still in. Um, okay. 
the Ohio budget, and uh, there's an effort there. The Ohio Vapor, it's OVTA, I think, Ohio Vapor Traders, Ohio Vapor Technology Association, um, uh, is 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 pretty well organized, and I have seen posts from uh, James Jarvis. Um, it seems like he's spending a lot of time at the Capitol this past week. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, and so I haven't working on it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It was a, there was a good it was a good group of people that showed up when the Ways and Means Means Committee. Um, and there's a couple of uh, representatives on that committee that were obviously supportive of the vapor industry in Ohio. Um, they were asking good questions. And uh, I think there's actually a couple people that were on the committee that were, that their, their position was, was shifted um, to uh, perhaps opposing the, the tax. So um, there's some, the start of some good news in Ohio, but um, uh, the folks there are gonna be following through and sure. Um, I'm not sure we, we may also be putting something together too. So okay. um, that's happening on Wednesday. On Tuesday, there is a hearing in Maryland, and I forget which committee, but um, I forget the bill number. Um, it's, it's one of the two bills that it will impose uh, licensing requirements on, on vapor manufacturers, wholesalers, retailers, and there's still some language in there that I, I think to several people reads like uh, it would prohibit online sales. And so I'm going to be working on getting that out this weekend. The, the committee hearing is on Tuesday, um, and we'll probably have a, a, a short email drive on Monday, um, but uh, still talking with people to kind of refine that message and, and make sure, sure. that we're getting the right points out there. It's, it's just, it's complicated. The language says, you know, uh, you have to be like the registered brand agent or the brand owner in right. order to import products into the state, which is to me, is, you know, not being in the industry, I don't really quite understand right. how that works. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can imagine it. And <laughs> I sort of imagine that if you're just a retailer, you, <laughs> can't it, it limits your ability to shop from whoever you want outside of the state basically you have to buy from a wholesaler in the yeah. state which mm -hmm. sets it up as um you know that the industry just doesn't function like that you know people right. people that run these shops should be able to go to a trade show in atlanta and we're going to negotiate wholesale deals with with manufacturers that are there that's that's how people do this stuff and and it, you know, <laughs> it's, so these people are completely ignorant of how vapor businesses run. Yeah, it's another example of the state trying to shoehorn the vapor industry into existing tobacco regulations. That's exactly and, what I was going to say. I mean, you can kind of tell because they're they're making it like it's exactly the same thing, and it's not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, there's another section of the Maryland um, statutes that. Uh, I, I believe it was written for OTP and this is just, it's another example of them kind of, you know, copying that language and pasting in electronic smoking devices or electronic nicotine delivery systems Ugh, into the light. Yeah, it's horrible. And they type it all out. So you have to, it's, it's actually <laughs> very difficult to read. Sure. Um, I think I talked about that in a previous 
yeah. uh, update. So, um, so yeah, we'll be getting likely, likely getting something out from Maryland on Monday. Um, okay. And um, it, it, there's, it's, it's really, I, th I think the rest of the language, no matter how poorly written the bill is, it, it's still um, somewhat agreeable. I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, disagrees with, you know, you know, getting some sort of license or registration for a nominal fee and, uh -huh. you know, being on record as, you know, yes, I'm a business in this state. And, right. um, you know, I think most people are, are happy to prove that they're not selling these products to minors and that they're, uh -huh. you know, somewhat compliant. They are, they, they are compliant with, um, right. you know, any other regulations. So, you know, as long as the, that fee doesn't happen to be $5,000 a year, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's Maryland. And then of okay. course, um, yeah, we're going to start this effort to get Cole Bishop language kept in the budget. Uh -huh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot. I do want to say, I think, um, you know, it, we, we may have talked about this before, and I, I assume that people that are, are listening um, are probably already on Twitter. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's going to be, I think, a social an important social media aspect to this. So um, I know it seems weird to just get a Twitter account just so you can tweet about vaping, but to be perfectly honest, most of the people I follow on Twitter just tweet about vaping. Sure. Um, actually, not most, but a lot of them. Right. Uh, I, I followed some random people, and I followed Donald Trump. So uh, <laughs> that's the other bonus is that you can get, um, you know, White House memos on Twitter. Um, it's it's fascinating. So if you I don't. Mean, I've... I've got to say that that is really uh, in the spirit of openness. That really is one way to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, um, it's a bit shocking and scary that the president of the United States would, would bypass the press in order to talk directly to the people um, the, you know, that the, the message does not get vetted that way, right. but, and there's, there's a risk there, no matter how much you like or dislike the president, that is, something that that we are not accustomed to and there are risks involved with that but uh i would actually just prefer to use it as a selling point for our advocates to right. get on twitter <laughs> and um and be able to use the platform to advocate for our issue uh, yeah. effectively um yeah. and so yeah twitter facebook um, I think you're going to play a role in this next campaign. So if you're not engaged in either of those platforms, I strongly recommend it. Of course, yeah. you can always um, write and send an email. And uh, if you are so inclined to sit down on a Sunday afternoon and actually put pen to paper. Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, you, you wouldn't think uh, social media would be as important, but it it, it is. And uh, it is interesting to see stuff tweeted so openly. Yeah. And I almost forgot. Okay. Um, two things. Two, okay. Two, one, one post that everybody should uh, check out. Okay. 
uh, Brian Carter uh, put this up uh, about a week ago um, okay. about the You Can Quit Two website that was okay. uh, targeted to service members. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, as a, put up there as a resource for to help them quit smoking. Right. Um, and uh, Brian Carter and some other people, Sally Sattel, David Sweener, uh, and some other folks interacted with the site. Had a live chat feature, right. and uh, we're asking them questions about switching to low risk products like smokeless tobacco or or vapor products, right. and uh, kind of fished out some uh, anti nicotine, anti tobacco lies. Um, okay. people working the chat stream so it's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty meaty and uh, interesting post I, I recommend everybody check that out okay. uh, and then uh, to end everything on a good note um, uh, we gained some more co-sponsors for HR 1136 last week nice. and I believe we're up to we have over 30 now yeah. um, and I think we got a second Democrat too. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice actually yeah. to see it this early in, to see it um, to have actual bipartisanship is kind of nice, you know. Instead yeah. of just saying, you know, a Democrat helped author this, <laughs> it's just all Republicans signing on. It's nice to see some Democrats signing on to that. It's, yeah, so we've uh, we've, we've got yeah. we've got three total. We got Colin Peterson from Minnesota, right? William Lacey Clay from Missouri. Mm -hmm. And I butchered that. Sorry, it should be Missouri. And um, <laughs> and then we got, uh, of course, uh, Sanford Bishop from Georgia. Sure. So uh, yeah, that uh, the bill is continuing to gather some support. I know that there's probably one or two other Democrats in the wings that just need right. some more, need some more contact. And, and I think we might see some more, some, nice. some more bipartisanship going on here. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful which thing. Is, which is good. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we sent that email out and, um, you know, check our website and see if your representative is on there and, uh, send them a thank you note. Yeah. Or, uh, feel free to urge your <laughs> Congress critics to sign on if they haven't yet done so. Yeah. And in, in case it, it wasn't clear to people and uh, obviously again, you know, we haven't done the full court press on promoting this yet, but august8th.org yeah. is still the place to go for the most current engagement on um, changing the predicate date, fixing the FDA, deeming regulations, whatever. So yes. um, right now that is actually um, that, you know, the messaging is support the Cole Bishop amendment and co-sponsor 1136. Right. So um, by all means, if you're within the sound of my voice, go to august8th.org and yes. uh, encourage your friends to go there tell everybody about it and, and have them send some emails. Yeah, I mean, you've got, if you vape and your parents and your partner or your husband or wife, your, you know, I don't want to say your kids, but if those people have seen improvement in your health, then they should definitely urge their uh, Congress people to sign on to support Colt Bishop and, and the HR 1136. To be, I, you know, I, to I, I tell you, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's some some teenagers out there that are pretty relieved that their mom and dad aren't smoking anymore. Yeah, I know. Um, and, I and just so I would uh, I would say honestly, um, if they want to send a message, they can too. I know they can't vote yet, but um, you know, neither can the stream of kids that get dragged into committee hearings. Um, you know, parroting uh, misinformation about vapor products. 
So it's also true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, I'm sure that we have our own constituency of young people out there, like I said, who are relieved that their parents don't smoke anymore. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I, I don't have a problem with them being engaged either. And, you know, uh, the, the younger the people are, uh, when they learn about the political process and get engaged with the political process, uh, I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's a good thing. So. Well, it's um, definitely empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're more prepared to fight back against this nonsense when they can actually vote. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, is that it for this week, Alex, you think? I think that's it. I'm, I apologize if I missed anything. Um, feel free to shoot me a, an email at takeaction at casa.org if I left your horrible legislation off the list. But um, <laughs> uh, I, oh, that actually that reminds me. Um, there's, okay. there's, an, there's an indoor indoor smoking slash vaping law in Alaska that oh, that's to the house. Um, so that's that's something else that uh, probably probably get out there next week. Um, so, yeah, I got that in at the last minute. And I see that Jan's microphone is given out. Oh, there you are. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I um, I get complaints because I click a lot and I type a lot. I try uh, to get, I try to transcribe as much of what you're saying as you can now. So when I go put the update up on, you know, because it goes first to SoundCloud and I try to, type it all out with the minutes and stuff. I, I won't be able to type it out with the minutes this week, but at least I'll be able to put the salient points where they go. You know, and, and it helps, I think. People know what they're looking for and they can find it easier. So. Yeah, Excellent. I was... So, um, thank you, Alex, for everything you do for us. And we will see you next week. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You can get Casa's updates, Casa's podcast updates on Casa.org. You can get them on SoundCloud, or you can go directly to iTunes and look for the Casa.org.feed and hit subscribe, and they will come directly to your phone or your tablet or your iPod, whatever device you use, and you will always know what we're doing. Um, thank you for listening.